So today we have another special guest on. He is an author. Uh, his name is Alan Taylor, and he wrote the book, I Am Not the King. He's got quite an interesting testimony, so we're, we're going to get into all that. Uh, and uh, Alan, we'll just get you to start by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am uh, a freelance writer. I've been working online uh, for 16 years, um, exclusively doing online content, white papers, blog posts, whatever, writing for clients. And I've written fiction and poetry. I've been published in those media. I was a former journalist, so I uh, 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 did a newspaper editing gig before I started my business. I've done a lot of different things. I was a military officer, you know, new uh, National Guard officer. Awesome. Well, that's, thank you for your service. I mean, that's well, fantastic. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, so my life has really taken a lot of turns. And, uh, and right now I am transitioning again, trying to uh, move myself away from client work and more toward authorship and, and that lifestyle. Uh, and my wife and I live in a van, so we travel around and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, and, and visits. Yeah, we visit small towns and shoot historic districts and take their walking tours and all that kind of stuff. Perfect. Uh, and I apologize if you end up hearing. Uh, uh, we've got quite a wind going on <laughs> outside. Oh. My door keeps shaking. Um, so. Like I was saying, your testimony I found very, very intriguing. Um, it was a very interesting story. Uh, can you tell us about what your life was like leading up to Christ and what was your acceptance of Christ moment? Yeah, great question. Uh, so uh, as a young man, I, you know, I was, I was free. Uh, I, I guess I should start with a, a childhood because uh, – Having grown up in a dysfunctional family, it was a religious environment, but my dad was uh, a bit verbally abusive. And so it was a dysfunctional family environment that really impacted uh, my uh, perception of reality as a young man. And so uh, I was kind of going in the opposite direction when I came uh, into adulthood, walking away from God, uh, doing my own thing. Uh, I was ambitious but I really had no direction in life. And uh, so I got into promiscuity and uh, deep into esoteric philosophy and occultism and studying things. I was really searching, but I didn't really know I was searching for the truth. I, I was just trying to figure out what life's all about. So I was confused and I was angry, uh, bitter, and I really didn't know how to, to deal with that. And so um, while in college, a, an atheist college professor really got me to thinking about, you know, well, what's what's the meaning of life? And uh, he did that, not attempting to do that, just to, in the uncanny way of, of mocking Christianity, uh, really got me to thinking. And then uh, one day, just out of anguish, you know, financial pressure, uh, emotional disturbances and things going on in my life, the undercurrent rose to the top. And uh, I called out to God and asked for a sign. And uh, he gave me a very powerful sign. <laughs> I knew it was from God. What, what, what was that sign? Well, uh, yeah, thanks for asking. Um, so what happened? I called God and, and I called out to him and said, God, if you're real, show me a sign. And just like that, as soon as the words flew out of my mouth, I found myself spontaneously praising God 
right there alone in my efficiency apartment in Dallas, Texas. I was uh, praising God, clapping my hands, a little bit of speaking in tongues, uh, tears streaming down my cheek. But I felt at peace about this. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this is weird. What's going on? But uh, I'm praising God and I feel at peace. And it, it was just uh, it was a strange experience. Yeah, it's funny how the Holy Spirit when when comes on you just it's it's powerful. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's gentle. But it's almost it's like it's against your will, like, you know, what am I doing? You know what's happening to me? So, yeah, that was a, a unique experience. And uh, I don't think it happens that way with everyone, but it happened that way with me. So, well, God knows how to, how to reach you and then what to do to, to trigger that in your brain that, you know, I, I need this. And like you say, you were searching before. So uh, once you became a Christian, how did that impact your life? Um, and what has your, your life been like after accepting Christ? Yeah, well, I've been a lot more at peace with myself, who I am, where I came from, uh, just my whole story, and uh, more at peace with God. And, you know, it's not like there haven't been uh, challenging moments. There have been plenty of challenging moments as a Christian, but I just live my life differently. I make decisions differently. I don't, uh, uh, I don't try to satisfy my own lusts. I don't try to um, uh, finagle situations uh, to my advantage you know, uh, which is typical, uh, I think, of, uh, of Americans who consider themselves free and independent, uh, which I did. I, I try to consult God. I try to consult uh, other Christians, people that I respect and admire and that I know will give me solid advice. Uh, and, you know, it's just uh, uh, I focus more on what would what would honor God and what would make Jesus smile, you know, <laughs> what's going to please the Lord and, and not what's going to please Alan. Yeah. That's that, that really is, is a story of, uh, of Christianity and you know what, how we should live our lives because we are so self-centered in our society these days, everything yeah. revolves around you and, and really it should revolve around Christ. And like you say, doing what he wants. So that's yeah. really cool. And that's easier said than done. It definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he gives you a good swift kick in the butt and you, yes. <laughs> you realize, oh, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> that's right. So tell us what inspired you to write your latest book here, The I'm Not the King. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. Yeah, I uh, I started receiving some letters from my mom. My mom, she's in her 70s now. And she started feeling like she hadn't done a good job of teaching her children, my sisters, my two sisters and I, and uh, her grandchildren, uh, much about the faith, you know, how to be a good Christian and all that. So she started writing letters and she got a little preachy and uh, we don't exactly agree across the board on our theology. And so I felt the need to respond to, to these letters. So I wrote one of my own and it, it got kind of long, but 
it didn't have the right tone. And so I let it sit for, for a long period of time and then went back to it and, and tried to write it, tried to rewrite it, uh, smooth it out in the rough parts, make it more uh, Christ honoring. Some of the, some of the, I, it didn't, wasn't anger, but some, it just didn't have the right tone. And so, you know, my wife pointed that out. So I, I rewrote it. As I was rewriting it, going through that revision process, I realized I was writing my testimony. And so I went back to the beginning and I started rewriting it again in more of a testimonial kind of way. And instead of making my mom the audience, um, I wanted to make you know, an anonymous person, someone I don't know. Uh, the audience and I'm writing them the letter uh, this is my life before Christ this is my life after Christ and hopefully um, people see that and it's God honoring and perhaps the Lord can use it yeah yeah that, it was it was really interesting actually reading it I I enjoyed that I've got a lot of books that I have to read but uh, it, it was it was really good um, can you just give us a basic um, lowdown on what what you'd want people to be taking from from your book when they're reading it? Yeah, what I hope people will do is I hope that they will see a little bit of themselves in each of the stages of my life. Uh, you know, maybe you don't come from a dysfunctional background, so you can't relate to that. Maybe your parents are great parents. Um, so you don't relate to uh, the verbal abuse. Um, but if you do, then in part one, I hope that there's an immediate connection and, and, and that draws you into the rest of the story. And in the second part of the book, where I talk about my young adult days, uh, I'm hoping that people will, again, see a part of themselves there that, you know, Here's just a normal guy. He's going through, you know, college. He's he's struggling to make ends meet. He's working, um, but something's not right in his life. He doesn't know what it is, but something's not right. And he's angry, he's bitter, he's upset, and makes bad decisions. Um, I hope they see that. And then when we get to part three, uh, if they can relate somehow to a person trying to do the right thing and struggling in some ways and figuring out how to walk uh, in an upright way, in a way that honors God, um, uh, you know, by walking in the spirit rather than the flesh. If they can see that struggle and relate to that, then I hope that encourages them. If they're a Christian, I hope it encourages them to strengthen their faith. If they're not, then I hope that they, they can see a bit of God in that story and start to question and, and search for him themselves. Yeah. I think, I think I, there's definitely something anybody can kind of take from it and, and look at themselves because we all have similarities in our, in our walk with, with Christ and our inner faith. And, uh, we all have big differences, um, yeah. but somewhere in there, there is that, that connection that we should be able to make 
as a family of, of, of Christ and, and ch- children of God, we should be able to see that brother and sister connection and, and be able to relate to, to other people's stories. So I think that is, is definitely something people could take from your book. Good. Thank you. If, if you could give a piece of advice to someone who's just searching for Christ, but they're kind of on the fence, um, what would that be? Uh, what would you say to them? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, what I would say is if you're on the fence, if, if you're not sure there's a God, if you're not sure that Jesus Christ is who he claimed to be, uh, but you're curious and, and you want to know and you're searching for answers, I would do, I would do three things. First, I would get into the Bible and I would read with no agenda, just read the story, all right? Um, good place to start if you want to go from Genesis through Revelation, that's fine. Or you can just start with the book of John. Read the book of John. It's easy to read. Uh, it really lays it out there. Who The apostle John thought Jesus was very clearly. He's got a spent good a lot of yeah, yeah, spent a lot of time with the Lord. The stories are awesome stories. You know, and just ask the Lord to... Um, to show, to reveal himself to you in the readings. Don't try to read anything into it. Just let it speak to you. The second thing I would do is I would just find a local church and just go hang out with people. You know, don't, you don't have to put on any airs with anybody, you know, just be up front and say, look, I don't know if I believe this or not, but I'm just, ex- you know, searching, exploring. I'm going to see what this thing is all about. So if you don't mind me hanging around, I'd like to hang around uh, and just see what happens. And then uh, the third thing I would do is I would really earnestly um, seek God in my spirit. And by that, what I mean is I think we help, we all have a God-shaped hole, what I call a God-shaped hole in our heart, in our, in our being the core of our, our being, which is what we call the spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's separate from the body. It's separate from the mind and the imagination and the soul. The spirit is that incorporeal, invisible part of ourselves that makes up who we are. Take some time just to be alone and, and ask God to reveal himself to you in a spiritual way. And I think if you do those three things, you'll get your answer. Yeah, I think that's that's very true and very, very important, especially digging into the Bible without an agenda, because so many people I've had trolls on my videos before, where it's just you can tell they're not interested in learning about God or anything. All they're interested in doing is trying to make you look stupid. And yeah. that's the agenda. So many atheists go into the Bible with. Is that in their mind thinking, I don't believe this. There's no way this is true. I'm going to find whatever I can to discredit it. And if you put that all aside, though, and you actually look at it, you can see the the truth in it. And you can really see who God is and and who God wants you to be and and fill that that hole. Because it's it's interesting how over in all of history, People have always searched for God. I mean, in the indigenous background, I'm part Métis. Um, there is always that spiritual 
being where you're looking for the spirit and people worship the sun and they worship the moon. And it's like, they've always been searching for a God. And so I think you're, you're exactly right about that, that hole inside you. And it's been throughout history. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I think we were made for worship and, you know, we're ultimately as humans, we're going to find something to worship. And if we're not worshiping the God of creation, we're going to find something else to replace him with. And it's either going to be ourselves uh, or it's going to be an object or we're going to create a fictive fictional God, you know, that, that we can worship. So we're going to find something that, that we can latch on to, to be our object of worship. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. And I think I a just, lot of times people find money is a big one. They think money. the more, more that they have, the more possessions they have, the more they're going to fill the void, but it never makes you happy. Yeah. And um, I, I've learned to be happy. We've been struggling a, a lot lately in our family because my son, he has a, he has a blood disease as well. He's got mm. muscle and, and bone issues. Um, mm. So it's been a real struggle for us and I'm on disability. So it's been just learning to just trust God and, and fill that void with something other than just how much money can I spend? And, and I think that yeah. is, is something that as a society, we need to learn that money doesn't make you happy. In fact, some of the richest people are the most miserable people. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. And, and there's nothing wrong with money. Um, you know, it's a tool, you know, mm-hmm. it can help us uh, do great things, but <clears throat> it is not, money is not there for our worship. And a lot of people, a lot of people worship the things of this world and, and don't know that they're worshiping. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, and because they see worship as something that you, some kind of ritual that you do. Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily a, a ritual or, or a series of rites. It's just uh, how you relate to other things. And if, if you're centered on um, God as your primary relationship, then everything you do will, um, will be to honor him. Your, your desire will be to honor him in everything that you do. And that's what worship is. And, uh, and a lot of people live their lives, as you pointed out, um, like uh, as if money is the most important thing, or some people as if family is the most important thing, which family is important. Uh, but, you know, your family needs to, needs to start with God. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everything else can fall into place. Yeah, and it's so easy to be led astray and, and to, to to go astray and and not have have God at your focus and and then yeah. God always has that way of bringing you back to focusing on Him. He'll 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 give you signs or He'll just He'll He'll show you different different ways that you know you're wrong, you're not you're not doing what I want, and. Um, it's it's a learning experience that we all have to go through and important exactly. to, to listen to people other people's testimonies that's why i wanted to do this show is, is like just get people's testimonies and hear about that because i think it's very important for christians to see that other people go through struggles and and they haven't had an easy road either it's just we're all we're all going through that and and um I think yeah. testimony is a huge, huge, very important part of, of Christianity. 
I think so too, uh, because we all struggle in, in different ways, uh, but we all struggle with, you know, our flesh with challenges, you know, financial problems, uh, health issues, you know, like your son, it can't be easy. Uh, you know, I've known parents that, um, had children that were handicapped in some way and it makes life difficult. There are certain things you can't do that other people can do, you know, uh, because you're busy caring for um, a child or a loved one. Sometimes it's yeah. a spouse um, or a parent. Uh, so we all have our cross to bear. Um, but how we deal with that says volumes about where our heart is and our relationship with God. Well, exactly. Yeah. And uh it- we need to to learn from a lot of the the bible greats like the names you know like job david mm-hmm. joseph they all grew through through struggle and and through trial and that's how they grew in in, in christ and even the, the disciples after they they grew closer to christ after he died because yeah. of all the persecution and challenges they faced and i mean gruesome deaths that so many of them had yeah and and we we need to grow from that and i know in a lot of a lot of countries you can't worship openly it's 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 scary uh, to, to do that yeah so I, yeah we're blessed in america um in many many ways but i think we take for granted some of those uh some of those ways that we're blessed and so um it's just a good reminder i think if you if you know someone who's following the lord trying to honor the lord they may have tremendous struggles, but they can still walk around with a smile on their face. Uh, they can still be joyful uh, and they can still be thankful for the things that they do have. And I think it's a, ter- it's a great testimony. Uh, so I, I, I love what you're doing. Uh, I think testimonies are a great way um, to put on Christ, to show him to the world. Uh, because sometimes you can't see people's struggles, but if they talk about the struggles and how they deal with that, um, then that says a lot about um, our faith and, and the God that we worship. Well, exactly. Um, so where can people find your book? Where, where do they go, go to look for that? It's on Amazon. Uh, so look for I Am Not the King by Alan Taylor. Uh, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's in both print and digital. So you can find it on the Kindle as well as the EPUB and virtually anywhere that you can buy a book. So uh, if you can, you know, if you have a local bookstore you like to, uh, to go to, you can request it uh, through them. You should be able to, to, to get the um the paperback uh through your local bookstore uh i mean don't if they don't can't find it that way then uh let me know um shoot me an email say uh, i tried my local bookstore and i couldn't find it so that way i can i can track it down and see what the supply chain says but um definitely on amazon and barnes and noble and all the major bookstores yeah and i'll put a link to your website to authorallentaylor.com i'll put a link to that um on the Great. video here. So if everybody, if they're wondering, you can just click on that and, and it'll help you find that and find out a little bit more about Alan. Do you have any final thoughts you want to, you want to say before we uh, end the podcast? Well, I would say, you know, if you, uh, 
Yeah. For anyone who who's curious about what the Christian faith is about, one of the things I think in our modern world that is a stumbling block for a lot of people is we have so many different denominations of the Christian faith. I mean, we're all Lots. over the place yeah. and it can be confusing. And uh, I think sometimes it, it, it sends the wrong message to people that we're not in unity. But I think really across the board, most, most of the Christian denominations agree on uh, some very basic things, you know, like who Jesus Christ is, you know, he's God in the flesh. He, he was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect sinless life. If you find out what the basics are and, and you're looking for a church, you just want to go and explore, uh, find a church that believes in these basic tenets of the Christian faith. Um, and, and there's a wide range of churches. I mean, from Pentecostal holiness to the more formal liturgical churches. But if they believe in the basic essential tenets of the Christian faith, just hook up with one of those churches and just let them know, look, you know, I don't know if I believe this stuff or not, but I kind of want to just hang around and see, um, see what this is about. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. I think that's uh, very important. And, and do those other yeah, do those other things that I talked about, you know, just read the Bible and, and and seek the Lord in your spirit. It's real easy for us to to get intellectual about things. You know, yeah. we live in a very advanced age where rhetoric and logic and all of that is uh, is always on our minds. We try to argue the faith logically. But I think at the end of the day, if the Lord has not spoken to you in a spiritual way, it's very difficult to believe. Uh, and I, I was, I've been, I spent so much time in my head um, that I know I cannot understand God intellectually. Uh, there's just something about him that is out of my grasp intellectually, but I get him spiritually. I get him in my spirit. And if you can connect with God on that level, I think, I think that's the best thing. Yeah, I, you're very right. Uh, thanks for coming on and, and sharing sharing your testimony and and having a great conversation. Uh, it's been wonderful. So uh, thank you. Well, thank you for having me and uh, good luck with your uh, uh, podcast. Uh, I, I've heard some of the other testimonies and I think you're doing wonderful work. Thank you. I appreciate that.